Y'all staying up here? Y'all can maybe try to find a spot. We'll see. I don't know. Okay, fine. You stay up here. I don't care. Here you go. We hold my water. All right, here we go. There we go. All right. Uh, Luke, uh, everybody, everybody have a seat. Everybody have a seat. Everybody have a seat. Uh, Luke chapter number four. Luke chapter number four. And then you decide to come down. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> All right, has everybody got a place to sit now? <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, Luke chapter number four. Uh, Luke chapter number four. Uh, if you don't know where Luke is, uh, just look in the first part of your Bible, your table of contents, and you'll see an Old Testament and a New Testament. And so Old Testament, New Testament, Luke is found in your New Testament. And so you're going to go Matthew, Mark, and the Luke, third book uh, of the New Testament. Um, third book of the Gospels, what we call the Gospels. And so Luke uh, chapter number four, Luke chapter number four. Uh, as you're getting there, um, we are celebrating our three-year anniversary today, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. I'll, are y'all going to woo the whole entire time? This is great. Every time I say three-year anniversary, okay, <laughs> but um, uh, here's what I want to do. Um, so it was uh, January 15th of 2017 um, that we started um, uh, Temple Baptist Fairview in partnership with Spring Arbor Baptist Church. We came together as partners, and so if you were here on the very first Sunday, would you please stand? If you're on the very first Sunday, would you please stand? Okay, let's give it up for that, all right? Y'all come, y'all stay standing, y'all stay standing, y'all stay standing, stay standing. Here's the thing, I just want y'all to know, and we're not, we're not, we're not praising y'all, okay? But here's what I want to thank y'all about, okay? I thank you for the fact of your faithfulness that this is a great testimony that three years later, you're still here, okay? So I just want to let you know that I appreciate you, okay? So y'all can be seated now. Thank y'all so much. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Adrian. <laughs> All right, Luke. Uh, what now? Okay, I gotcha. <laughs> Luke, Luke chapter number four. I have no clue what you're talking about, Anthony. Okay, here we go. Luke chapter number four. I said Luke chapter number two. You already met me. I don't know why. I just, I just, I just, I just love y'all. I love this place, and I'm so excited at what this day means. Um, just to see the faithfulness and and everything. It's just God has been good to this place, and I'm thankful for that. Okay, Luke chapter number four. Luke chapter number four. Uh, if you, hopefully you're either looking at your Bible. If you don't have your Bible with you, that's okay. We're going to put it up here on the screen. And so Luke chapter four. So if you're either looking in your Bible or looking on the screen and you are there, say, I'm there. I'm there. Here we go. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those, in those days he did eat nothing, And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil, taking him up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee. And the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whosoever I will give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. Verse 8, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And he brought him to Jerusalem, and set him on a pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence, For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, 
lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus answering said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for this opportunity to gather together. Thank you so much, Lord God, um, for Jesus. And Lord God, as we're in this series, Lord God, that Lord, I pray that every single week that we see your son more clearly than maybe ever before. That, Lord God, that, that, that we talk about Jesus, and, and even as we talked before, that in some ways he can be more of our hood ornament than our engine, Lord God. Lord, I pray today that what we see, that we come out of here just saying, wow, look at Jesus. And look what he did, and look what we can do because of what he did. And so, Lord God, I pray that you would just not, just not encourage us today, but, Lord, that you would change us today. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so we're in a series. We're in a series called, Who is this Jesus? Say it with me. Run. One, two, three. Who is this Jesus? Who is this Jesus? Lord willing, what we're going to do is we're going, we, we're going from Christmas to Easter, and we're just going to kind of walk through the Gospels, and we're going to, t- we're going to really talk about this, this man, this God, Jesus, that walked on this earth for three, 33 and a half years. Who is this Jesus? And we're going to look at different parts of the Gospel account so that we can understand more who Jesus is. Because unfortunately, sometimes we don't live our lives in reality of who Jesus is. And so we need to live like that. And so in order for us to to more love Jesus and to understand what Jesus did and is doing, we have to understand truly who he is. And so the, the title of the message today, the title of the message today is, He is the overcomer of temptation. He is the overcomer of temptation. Now, the first week we talked about he is God in the flesh. Last week we talked about he is the son of God. But today we're going to talk about he is the overcomer of temptation. Now, let me just go ahead and say this. This is a very practical message, but it's a message not a lot of us want to hear. Because here's what's going to go on. We're not just going to talk about the temptation that Jesus went through. We're going to talk about what that means from the standpoint of the temptation that we face. The temptation to sin. So we're all clear here. The temptation to sin that we, we all face. And so here's what I want to go ahead and put out there real quick. A couple things that will happen. One is, is that you'll say, you know what, Buchanan, I don't have a problem with temptation. Let me help you with this. You just lied. <laughs> okay? You just sin. Every single one of us have problems with temptation, okay? Another thing that you're going to say is, Buchanan, I know I've got some temptations, but don't worry, I got this. I got it under control. Let me help you with this. You just lied for the second time because you don't have it under control. Because if you truly had it under control, you wouldn't sin. Okay? So we all, we all, let's just be all, okay, we all can gain something from this message. Can I get an amen? amen. All right. Because here's what you have to determine right now. Do I want to get help? Do I want to get help? Or do you want to continue with your temptation to continue to fail after fail after fail after fail? That's the choice you're going to have to make today. Because when we look at Jesus, and I don't want to jump ahead or anything like that, but in the account we're going to look at, Jesus does nothing supernaturally. Zero supernaturally. All we're going to see today is Jesus' humanity today. 
Okay? Now, we're going to see some supernatural things happening, but it's not because Jesus is doing supernatural things. We're seeing him full in his humanity. So if you want to say, well, I mean, I, you know, I know Jesus did that, but, like, he's Jesus, all right? Now, and there's some parts where you can see he's only God, all right? Nobody's walking on water today, okay? Nobody's turning water into wine, okay? I didn't take two fish and five loaves and feed a 5,000 people today, okay? I'm not doing that, Okay? That's Jesus in, in, in his deity, but today we're going to see Jesus in his humanity, and in his humanity, everything Jesus did, we can do as well. We can do as well. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. So what we're going to do, let's go ahead and look back at Luke chapter 4, Luke chapter 4, in verse number 1, okay? Let's kind of, and I'm going to kind of bounce back and forth. We'll talk a little bit about Jesus, and we'll talk about how that relates to our life, okay? So in verse 1, and Jesus being full of the what? Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, return from Jordan. Now, being full, and we've talked about this several times in this church, being full of the Holy Ghost means that Jesus was in control of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost he was full of it. He allowed the Holy Ghost to control him, all right? So when we're full of the Holy Ghost, we're allowing the Holy Ghost to control us. He was full of the Holy Ghost and was led by the, what's that next word? Spirit. Okay, and this is capital S, Spirit, okay? So this is God's Spirit, okay? This whole Trinity thing, God the Father, Spirit, all that kind of stuff. But, but he is full of the Holy Ghost, but yet the, the Holy Ghost is leading him into the wilderness. So there's a reason why he has to go, okay? But the Spirit is the one leading him into the wilderness. Verse 2, being 40 days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing, okay? So there's a 40-day fast that Jesus is doing, okay? 40-day fast. We'll talk about that in just a minute, okay? Because some of you are like, man, only Jesus could do a 40-day fast. Guess what? There are other people in the Bible that did 40-day fast. And they were men, regular men. Moses, Elijah, uh, Moses twice, Elijah once, regular men. They weren't gods, okay? They were regular men, and they fasted for 40 days. And so there's nothing special about Jesus fasting for 40 days. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. He afterward hunger. Say, so we're going to talk about temptation, but notice what happens is that what, what, what's going to happen is Jesus in his humanity is in a weakened state, in a weakened state. Now let's talk about that with our temptations. When we get tempted, and we're going to talk about, about the temptation, who, who brings that temptation to us, okay? That's Satan bringing that temptation, that, that Satan is not, does not fight fair. Can I get an amen? amen. He doesn't fight fair. He's going to look at your weakened state. I talked to somebody the other day, and he said, I got a little acrostic for you. I got an acrostic for you. Halt. H-A-L-T. Halt. Guess what? When you're more susceptible to giving in temptation, when you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Now, we can all relate to that, right? Okay? When I'm hungry, uh uh-oh, watch out. Sometimes you're like, I get both. Like, I get H and A to get I'm hangry, right? Okay? When you're hungry angry, lonely, or tired, unfortunately, you're in a weakened state, and unfortunately, let's just, let's just take the mask off, let's put our halos in our pocket, all right, let's be honest, we are more susceptible to give in to that temptation, can I get an oh me, okay, it's just reality, right, and so here, is, he, he, is, he is fasted for 40 days, he is hungry, and at that very moment, here comes the devil, now notice that it being 40 days, tempted of the devil, 
I don't want you to think that like he was in the wilderness and it was just at the end of 40 days that the devil messed with him. No, the devil messed with him on day one, day two, day three. I don't know about you, but it's not like like Satan's just waiting for the right time to tempt you. He wants to tempt you today. He's wanting to tempt you right now. Y'all know that, right? Okay. Here's the thing about Satan. He's very persistent. He's very persistent because that one thing, that thing, whatever that thing is, you got it beat for about six months. For about two weeks, for about a year, and then it rears its ugly head again because Satan doesn't give up. Satan's not giving up on you, okay? He's going to continue to tempt you and continue to tempt you, and we'll look at that a little bit later, okay? I'm jumping ahead. I can't help it. All right, here we go. Verse 3, and the devil said unto him, "If notice this, if, and the devil said unto him, what's that next word? If, if thou be the son of God. Now, let's be honest. He knows he's the son of God. He's the devil, right? He knows he's the son of God, but here's what Satan always does. He wants to bring doubt. If you're the son of God, let's go back to the beginning with Eve, the serpent with Eve, that hath God said, hath God said. So even though he's saying this, he's, here's the thing about the devil, the devil, even though he knows he's the son of God, he's still using the same taxes with Jesus that he does with us. If thou be the son of God, if thou be the Son of God, command these, this stone that it be made to bread. Now, let me help you with this. Let's go on to, let's go on to verse um, 4. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is what? It is written. We'll talk about that in just a minute. That man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Now, let me help you with this. Jesus, in his, in his wilderness state, he can, he, can ta- he can turn those stones into bread. Everybody get that right? Okay. I already mentioned some of this, all right? He turned water into wine. He fed the 5,000 with two fish and five loaves. At this moment, Jesus can say, stone be bread. He can do that, right? He has full ability to do that. But from the standpoint of the temptation that the devil is trying to give him, he's like, look, I'm not going to let you win. Because here's the deal. Even though he had the ability to do it, that that was not God's will for his life, and so he didn't do it, Okay. So he doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't succumb to that temptation because he could, all right? Now, let's be honest. Was he hungry? Yes, he was hungry. Now, I don't know about you after 40 days. If I had the ability to turn some stones to bread, let's go. Like, come on. Like, I may just eat the stone and pretend it's bread, all right, after 40 days. But he could have done that, but he doesn't do that. And, 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 but instead, he says, look, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every, every word of God. And so that's the first temptation. That's the first temptation. Turn this stone to bread, okay? He says, look, I, I, I don't live by bread alone. I live by every word of God because that's what God's word says. Verse 5, and the devil, taking him up into a high mountain, showed, that word showed is really important, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the, and the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee in the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. Okay, all shall be thine. Verse 8, and Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is what? Written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And so basically he's saying like all the things you see, all the things you see can be yours, Okay. All right, all the things you can see can be yours, but he says, look, I'm going to worship the Lord thy God and him only while I serve, because here's what, really what it comes down to. It wasn't so much of what he was going to be able to give him. What he desired was the worship. 
What he desired was worship. If y'all don't know the story about Satan, what Satan is, Satan was, what, Satan's, Satan is a, is, a, is a creating being, an angel, to be able to reflect the glory of God. Okay? He has all these, all these beautiful stones on him and all this kind of stuff, and it's supposed to reflect the glory of God. But here's the problem with Lucifer. What he said, he's like, hey, I don't want to reflect the glory of God. I want the glory of God for myself. I want the glory, right? And so he's like, you, you, you worship me. You worship me. And he says, look, he says, look, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Verse 9, okay, verse 9. And he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If, notice that again, if thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence. For it is written, okay, for it is what? Who's talking? Satan is. Ho, 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 ho. What's going on here? For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. Verse 11. And in their hands... They shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against stone. And so before it was, okay, the first temptation saying, hey, 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 turn these stones to bread. And then before he says, look, I'll show you all these things and you can have all these things if you'll just worship me. But now he goes for the, with, a, with a different type of tactic. He uses scripture. He uses scripture. Now, here's what's kind of interesting about this is that, okay, he uses Scripture because here's one thing is that here's why one of the things we need to understand why we need to know the Scripture because Satan knows the Scripture. He knows the Scripture, okay? So some of y'all, here's what's going on. Satan's lying to you and he's using the Word of God to lie to you and you don't know. Well, it must be because, well, the Word this and all kinds of stuff. Because here's what happens. We become one-verse Christians or partial-verse Christians. Let's be, let's be honest about that. And so we believe something, and we take one verse of Scripture, and we, and, we, and we base our whole entire life on that. And the problem is, is that that verse contradicts that verse, because here's what, what you need to understand, is that all, all these verses are, are work together, and we have to see them in their totality. Because the Bible doesn't contradict itself, but we take one verse and put it out of context, you can make the Bible say anything you want. And this is exactly what Satan's doing. Because here's what's going on. Here, here's, what, here's, what, here's, what, here's what Satan will do. He'll just give you a little bit of truth. Enough truth to hang yourself, right? And, 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 and because, and because we're, we, are, we, are not, we don't know the Scriptures, we are, we are uh, illiterate when it comes to the Scriptures, is we, we see something like, well, you know, hey, Buchanan, here's why I don't have to do this, or here's why I should do that, because of this one verse, and then when I say this about, no, well, what, what, I, I see you're saying this one verse, but it, it, first of all, it's in context of that. And second of all, it, it, you, you got to line it up with this and this and this and this and this. And you're like, wait, Buchanan, I just want that one verse. Like, I want that one verse because that one verse, that, 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 that helps me to justify what I'm doing. But when you look at it from the totality of God's word, then it makes it look like, oh, wait a second, I don't know what I'm talking about. Here's what's interesting about this. Here's what's interesting about this. Let's go back. Let, let's, let's go back to verse 10. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. Verse 11. And in, his, in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. Now, this, he is quoting out of Psalm, okay? Out of Psalms. So here we go, Psalms 91, 11. Psalms 91, 11. Let's go over here. Psalms 91, 11. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee... In all thy ways, verse 12, 
They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Did you catch it? Did you catch it? Okay, let's look, look back. Look back at Luke. Let's look back at Luke 4, where we were at before. All right, here we go. Nope. Mm-mm. Yeah, there we go. Okay, Luke 4.10. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. Verse 11. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Go back to Psalm 91. Go back to Psalm 91. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. What's that next th- phrase? In all thy ways. Verse 12. They shall bear thee up in thy hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Go back to verse 11. Go back to verse, no, go back to verse 1191, 9111, 9111. Here's the part, he, here's the part Satan conveniently leaves out. Say it with me, these last four words, in all thy ways. So Satan quotes scripture, but he leaves an important portion out. An important portion out. Do you think he did that on purpose? Absolutely he did. Absolutely he did. So here's the thing. When Satan, when Satan even, even tries to put Scripture in your face, I want you to understand he's twisting it. He's telling you, here, here, here let me help you with this. He's telling you what you want to hear, not what you need to know. Okay? So I'm just letting you know this from the standpoint of, of, of uh, I want you to understand that Satan doesn't fight fair. He is tricky. He is a deceiver. He will twist things. He will, he, will, he will in every way, shape, or form help you to justify what you are doing when in reality what you are doing is sin. It's sin. Now let's go back to Luke 4. Luke 4. said verse 12. Verse 12. It says, And Jesus answered and said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Okay? And then finally, verse 13, And when the devil has in, and when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a what? Season. The devil was coming back. The devil was coming back. Now let me help you with this. You may not be tempted right now, but the temptation is coming back. Let me help. Like he's not giving up. We already talked about him being persistent. And so you may think, man, I, I've got this thing. I've got this thing taken care of, Buchanan. I've got it all. You know, I, I, I've I have complete control over this. It is all great and wonderful. But Satan's coming. He's coming back. He, he was. He departed for a season, but he is coming back. He's coming back now. Another account. Another account, let's look at the other account. We'll look at, at the Mark account, and then we'll look back at the Matthew account, and then I want to give you some high application, and then we'll go eat some lunch. Okay? And it looks really good over there, by the way. There seems to be more desserts than sides, which is an okay thing for me. Okay? All right. <laughs> Mark, Mark one twelve. Now, what, Mark, Mark only talks about uh, um, the temptation of Christ in two verses and Mark. But here's what I want to help you with. Okay? Let's go. I, I didn't tell you this. Go back to verse 11. Can you go back to verse 11? Can you just, just humor me? I know you don't even have that one. Let's just look at it in our Bible. We got it right here. All right, Luke chapter number one. Or excuse me, Mark chapter number one. Mark chapter number one. 
Okay, there we go. All right, now, just so, now, okay, and there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Okay, just so, just to catch up everybody, whatever, if you weren't here last week, this is right after the baptism of Jesus. Okay, what we talked about last week. Okay, right after the baptism, this is what, what's going on, okay? So here we go, the, uh, Jesus is lifted up out of the water, dove is descending as the Spirit, and a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved Son, whom well pleased. Verse 12, and what's that next word? Immediately, the Spirit driveth him into the wilderness. Verse 13, and he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted of Satan, and was with the wild beasts, and the angels ministered unto him. And we'll look back at, at, at Matthew and talk about that for just a minute, okay? All right, so go back to Mark 13, or Mark 1, 13, or 12, sorry. And what's the next word? Immediately. Okay, now we talked about how Satan will get you at your weakest point, okay? He'll get you at your weakest point. We talked about halt, and that when you're hungry, when you're angry, when you're lonely, when you're tired, when you're in a weak state. But let me help you with this. Not only will he get you when you're weak, but he'll also get you on your spiritual high. And why is that? I, 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 I'll, I'll, let me be completely transparent. The hardest temptations I fight is usually after Easter and after Christmas. And that sounds weird to, to some of y'all, but especially like we've got like, like many people get saved and all this kind of stuff, because here's what happens. Guess what? I'm on the spiritual high, and guess what? My guard is down. My guard is down. And so I'm at this spiritual high, and you think, man, when you're at your spiritual high, there's no way Satan can get to you, and that's right where he wants you. Here's this spiritual high of, he, we just, we've just, the, God has just proclaimed him to be the Son of God, and immediately the Spirit sends him in the wilderness to be tempted. And so why am I saying that? Because we need to understand, not just in our weakened state, but sometimes in our, in, our, in our most heightened, like excited state, Satan can work in that because we let our guard down. We let our guard down. And you're like, Buchanan, where's the encouragement in this message? Like, man, this is hard. But uh, can I get a witness? Can I get a witness that you've kind of felt that before? Like, and, and you get frustrated about that, don't you? I do. Like, wait a second, like, we, like, man, God's been, like, you, you'll have this great, like, worship session in your vehicle, or, you know, you'll, you'll talk to somebody about Jesus, or, or you'll, you'll go and do something that, you know, God's been really dealing with you about, and you finally do that, or you start coming on Wednesday night, or you're getting a life group, whatever they, and you're like, and it seems like all hell breaks loose. Can I get a witness? Okay, come on, right? And you're like, well, and here's our reaction. See, that's why I don't do anything for God. Because every single time I step out for God, something else happens. Let me help you with this. Satan fights dirty. Satan fights dirty. So even if you're in your weakened state or your spiritual high, let me help you with this. And here, this is what's really, what we need to understand. Whether you're weak as all get out or, or, or as high as you can be or anything in between, Satan does not care. And here's what's interesting. Here, what he does is he's looking for the exact moment and say, here we go. I'm going that way. Like here, I mean, he's, he's, got his, he, he's got his guard down. I'm going to attack him. Man, he looks like he's in weakness. I'm going to attack him. Man, it seems like everything's going well. I'm going to attack him. Man, that's hard for us to take, and, and I don't like it either. But you know what? We're in a spiritual battle. We're in a spiritual battle. And I'm going to tell you in just a minute, because when we get to the application part, I want you to see that why it's so important that we win this battle. We win this battle. Uh, finally, uh, we, won't go to Ma- we won't go to Matthew, because the end of Matthew, uh, I just want to point out something, go to the end of Mark. 
into Mark because there is something that it doesn't talk about in Luke, but at the end of Matthew and at the end of Mark, and it says, and the angels ministered unto him. So after Satan departs, the angels minister to him. And one thing that's really cool about that in my studies is that here we go, Satan in the second temptation saying, hey, cast yourself down, or maybe in the third temptation, cast yourself down and the angels will come and get you and and lift you up and all that kind of stuff. But here's what I want to help you with. Like in that moment, that would have been been Jesus uh, succumbing to the temptation and sinning, okay? But in this situation, the angels still minister to him, and the angels are still there for him, but it's in God's timing and God's planning. Because sometimes we look at it and say, you know what, I need God. I need God to do something for me. I need God to help me. I need God, and, and let me help you with this. The very moment you need God to rescue you may not be the moment you need God to rescue you. Because a lot of times, let's be honest, let's be honest, let's be honest. It's more like, it's more like a, a, a I, I don't like how this feels, so get me out of it really quick, God. You know what I mean? We don't want to have to go through the pain and the suffering, all kind of stuff, all right? But I'm telling you, from my standpoint, and I know this from, from, from very much from experience, is that the moment when I was like, God, where are you at? And I was like, and, and, and it was like, I was going through it, going through it, going through it, going through it. And then the times when God was with me and was present and was real was when I needed it the most. When I needed it the most. Like when I needed to be ministered to, God provided the ministry the most. And if, he, and if I'm being completely honest, if he had ministered me in, in earlier than that, I probably would have taken it for granted. And so when the angels needed to come on the scene is when the angels needed to come on the scene. All right, so here we go. Now, let's, 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 so we got all these temptations and everything, and, and, and all, the, everything, and here's what's really interesting. All the temptations that we see of Christ are, are sums up every single temptation we're ever going to face, okay? All right, there's three temptations, three temptations, all right? Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. Okay? Now, uh, John, go to my first John verse. First John verse. It says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Verse 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the what? Flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. So where do we see that? Lust of the flesh. Lust of the flesh, turn these stones to bread. Okay? Lust of the eyes. Satan showed him all that he could give him. Right? Okay? And then, and then pride of life is the fact that, that even though it, it, that he could fall off that thing and angels could get him up, but then who becomes the hero? Jesus becomes the hero when in reality the hero should in that say, say was God. God was supposed to be the hero. Not the, because like, hey, if you cast him down, angels, that would have made a big scene. I don't know about y'all. That would make a big scene. But really, if you look at it, all the things, whether, whether it's the lust of our flesh, what our appetites, desires have, the things that we see that we want, okay, and the pride of life, all of our temptation can be summed up in all those three things. Notice this in Genesis, Genesis chapter 3. Notice in Genesis chapter 3, when the woman saw that the tree was good for what? Food, lust of the flesh, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, lust of the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, pride of life. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. So every temptation that we fall, find from, from beginning of, of, of creation up to this point, every single temptation falls under those three categories, under those three categories. Now, 
We talked about Jesus. We talked about the temptation and all that kind of stuff. Now, where's the application, Buchanan? Like, where's the application? Now, here's the application. First of all, I want you to understand this. Let me get a quick drink. <clears throat> First of all, let me under- help you understand the, the weight of what's going on here. Okay? Because in order for Jesus to die on the cross for your sins, he had to be completely sinless. Okay? He had to be completely sinless. So had Jesus, had Jesus succumbed to any of those temptations and actually, actually did what Satan was tempting him to do, then he becomes a sinner just like me and you. And what happens is, is that what, what is Satan trying to do? Satan is trying to undermine and, 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 and distract or really destroy the plan and purpose that God has in place for Jesus. Because if he, if he succumbs to that temptation, he sins, and now he is not a worthy sacrifice to be able to die on the cross. Now, here's the application for us, okay? When you, when you succumb to the temptation and you sin, let me help you what's going on, you are undermining God's plan for your life. When you sin, because here's the deal, the temptation is coming, and so when you choose to, uh, to see that temptation and to move into sin, we'll talk about that in just a minute, okay? To move into sin, what you're doing is you're undermining God's plan for your life. As much as Satan was trying to undermine what, what, what God had planned for Jesus to go to the cross, every time we succumb to, to temptation and we sin, we are undermining God's plan for our life. Now, every single person in this room, I hope you feel this way, that you feel like God has a, God, that you feel like God has a wonderful plan for your life. Amen. Can I get an amen? amen. Uh, let me say it this way, that you desire to have a, God to have a wonderful plan for your life. Amen. I desire that in my life. But yet what happens is when I sin, I'm undermining God's plan. And so, okay, so let's talk about this, okay? So now, now, let me help you with this. Temptation is not sin. Temptation is not sin. The reason why we know that is because, because Jesus went to the cross sinless, okay? So being tempted is not sin. Now, let's define sin. We've got to do that real quick. This will be fun, Okay? Let me define what sin is, okay? Sin is if there is anything that God has told you not to do according to his word and or his Holy Spirit, and you do it anyways, that is, say it with me, that is sin, okay? When, I, when, when I'm not supposed to do something according to God's word or because of the Holy Spirit, and really, let me help you with this, they work hand in hand. Whatever the Bible says, the Holy Spirit would say. Whatever the Holy Spirit says, the Bible says. They work hand in hand. But anytime we don't, we're not supposed to do something and we do it anyways, that is sin. But on the flip side of that, anytime God asks us to do something or tells us to do something and we don't do it, it is what? Sin. Let's call it what it is, okay? Every time you tell God, no, I won't do that, that is, say it with me, Sin, okay? All sin is is disobedience to God. So if God tells you not to do something and you do it anyways, that, say it with me, sin, okay? If, you, if God tells you to do something and you don't do it, it is sin. Now, some of you are like, ooh, I don't like the way this is making me feel, Buchanan. Because there's some of y'all that know, let's throw it out there. You know, I like to throw it out there. Here we go. When God tells you to share the gospel and you don't, it is what? 
sin. Does that hurt anybody? Are you okay? All right. That was tough. That was tough, right? But guess what? It's truth, right? Okay? So whenever we tell God no, when he tells us to do something, it is what? Sin. It is sin. Now, here's what's really cool. Let's go to, uh, what's my next verse? <laughs> Just throw it out there. Okay? Whatever the next verse is, I was going to put on there. Nope. <laughs> I can look it up for you. It's going to be at past Matthew, Mark, all that kind of stuff. Let's look it up. Do, 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 do. How about Hebrews 4? Hebrews 4, look at that. Okay, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling or infirmities, but was in what? All what? Points tempted like as we are. Lust of the eyes, or lust of flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, okay? Yet without what? Sin, okay? So he didn't sin. Notice this, verse 16, this is a great verse. Let us, because of that, because we have a, a Savior, because we have Jesus who, 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 who has been tempted in every single way, yet without sin, let us therefore come what? Boldly under the throne of what? Grace, that we may obtain what? Mercy and find grace and to help in time of what? Need. That we're in the midst of this temptation, Right? We're in the midst of this temptation. We're, we're tempted. What are we supposed to do? Where are we supposed to go? All this kind of stuff. Here's what, here's what Jesus is saying. Come to me. Come to me. Like if you're being tempted right now, come to me. Because look, I can relate. Like there's nothing you can say, oh Jesus, if you only knew how hard this, this sin was. If you only knew how hard this temptation was. You know what Jesus said? Here's what he said to you. I know. I know, me too, great example, okay? He would say, me too. I know how you feel. I know what it means to be, to be, be tempted with the lust of the flesh. I know what it means to be tempted with the lust of the eyes. I know what it means to be tempted with the pride of life. I know what you're going through. And here's what he's saying, look, I did it and was without sin. Or again, let's be honest, understand each other, nothing supernatural happened. Did y'all notice that? When we're in the temptation, the only supernatural thing, Satan, Moves in supernatural ways because he takes him up to the pinnacle. And then we see angels ministering to Jesus. But Jesus does zero supernatural stuff. Zero. And so here's what what Jesus can say. Look, first of all, I've been tempted in all those ways. I can feel it. I know how it feels. I know how hard it is, all kind of stuff. Yet I was without sin. And so here's what he tells us. Okay, because of that, come boldly. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Then you can attain mercy and find grace. And I love this. To help in time of what? Need. Here's the thing. When we're tempted, we're in need. I don't think anybody in there, I hope it's not this way. Please don't be this way, okay? When you're tempted, I don't think you're, uh, hopefully, ooh, please, please, please. Hopefully, when you're, when you're tempted, because you have Jesus, you have the Holy Ghost, when you feel tempted, you don't want to do that. You don't have a desire to do that. You feel conviction about that, okay? And so you feel conviction. You don't want to just go into sin, but yeah, you do, and here's what, here's what he's saying. Like, you don't have to face the temptation alone. Alone. What's my next verse? What's my next verse? Oh, now, ooh, 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 ooh. Now, now it comes down to it, all right? Because every one of us is tempted, all right? Every one of us is tempted. And so what are we going to do about that temptation? What are we going to do about the temptation? It says, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the what? flesh to fulfill the lust thereof 
Now, here's where, here's where the application's starting, guys, okay? Because here's the thing. You know what your thing is. Everybody knows what their thing is. Every single person in this room maybe have a different thing, but you know what your thing is. You know, you, there, there's, there's certain sins, you, 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 like honestly, that, that I'm not really tempted in that area, all that kind of stuff. I, I'll, I'll say it this way. I'm not tempted right now to drink a beer. Zero temptation to drink a beer. I'm just telling you, okay? But there are things in my life that I am tempted towards. And here's what we got to make a decision about when it comes to our temptation is are we, we need to make sure we're not giving provisions for that temptation. Now, what does that look like? You know. You know what I'm talking about. Because you know when you're more susceptible to temptation than other times. You know the people you're around when you're more susceptible to temptation. You know the time of day you're more susceptible to temptation. You know, you know, you know from the standpoint of how you may be feeling and maybe the fact of, of the fact that you're alone and the temptation versus maybe you just need maybe there's a there's not the temptation when you're around other people. You know. It got quiet in here, I know. It got quiet in here. Because here's let me just help you all with this. Unfortunately, what's holding us what's holding us so much is not the sin that everybody sees. It's those sins we keep in secret. The sins we keep in secret. And here's what happens is we're not we're not willing, we're not willing to to take the steps necessary to get ourselves in a place where we won't sin. Because here's, here, here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. A couple things is you're going to have to be honest with some people. Okay? Some of this is going to take that you're going to have to take some measures in your life that you don't want to take. But, but my thing is, is that if you, know, if you know these particular times, these particular people, this particular whatever it may be, and you are giving yourself and you're putting yourself in those situations time after time after time after time, and then you're wondering why you continue to give in the temptation, my question is, is why will you not change the places, people, times, environments that you're in in order to find victory? Why would you not do that? Okay? Because here's, let me, okay, I'm going to say it out loud. I'm going to say it out loud, and I'm not trying to be ugly about this. Here's the reason why we won't do that, because we like our sin. Because we like our sin. Because, because sin is, is pleasurable for a season, right? Okay? We like our sin. And so here's, here's the deal. Here's the deal. One is, I don't want to give up my sin, Buchanan, or yet on the other side of it, I don't want somebody to know my sin, so I'm going to continue to keep it hidden and will continue to fail in that temptation every time. Ooh, y'all ready for lunch already. I can feel it. Here we go. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. And I'm preaching myself too. I'm preaching myself. Now, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Because here's what we'll do with temptation. Buchanan, Buchanan, I just couldn't help it. I just couldn't help it. It snuck up on me, and I just, before I knew it, I was doing this, and I was like, what happened? Okay, let me help you with this. That is not a good excuse anymore. Okay? And here's the reason, because I'm about to show you a verse, and God's Word doesn't lie. Can I get an amen? amen? Okay, I'm about to present you with truth. And so you need to be honest at this point now, okay? Whatever that temptation is, we have to be honest with what we can do in the midst of that temptation. So there hath no temptation taken you but such as common to man, okay? Because here's the thing, Buchanan, if you only knew, my, th- my, my temptation is so much worse than everybody else's. Guess what? The person beside you will say the same exact thing, okay? 
Everybody feels like, you know, Buchanan, you don't understand, man, it comes on me hard. Yep, it comes on me hard too. And, and the person beside you and the person behind you and the person in front of you, every single one of us, man, it, it, when it's on, it's ooh, okay? But it's common. It's common to man. And here, here, here's what's really cool about this. Here's what Satan will tell you. You're the only one. You're the only one who deals with this, so don't tell anybody about it because you're the only one who deals with this. Okay, let me help you with that. That's a lie. That's a lie. There, 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 I don't want to go into a lot of details, but there are things in this society that there are some temptations that a vast majority of people deal with, yet nobody talks about it. But God is what? Faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will, this is the part, guys, but, but will, with the temptation, also make a way to what? Escape. That you may be able to bear it. Every single time you're tempted, you have a way out. You have a way out. You may not want to take the way out, but you have a way out. Does that make sense? Amen. Okay? I mean, there, and I'm, I can tell you, in my own personal life, that there have been times when I've been tempted, and, and, and just in, in different ways, it was like, oh, there's the way of escape. Now, here's what's bad, and I'm going to be completely transparent here. Here's what's bad. Sometimes you see the way of escape, and you ignore it. And you say, you know what? I don't want to take that way of escape. I'd rather just go right this direction. But, but and here's, this is what's so cool about, this, this, and the, what I love, but God is faithful. Do you know every, do, do, how many times do you think you get an escape when you're being tempted? Every time. Every time you have an escape. Every single time you have an escape because God is what? faithful every single time we have an escape are we willing to take the escape all right keep on going a couple more verses and we'll be done a couple more verses and we'll be done okay um let's back up let's back up okay and so uh, again let's 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 not, we can keep that there let's talk about temptation two more verses and we're done guy guys all right here we go so let's let's look at the wilderness so jesus in the wilderness and and so here's how he was tempted Here's what he used, okay? All that kind of stuff. He does nothing supernatural, completely in, in humanity, all right? I can't relate to everything Jesus can do, but I can relate to what, what happened in the wilderness, all right? So here's the deal. He was tempted, and here, he, he, there are two, two tools that he used that we can use. One is he used um, Scripture. Say that with me. He used what? Scripture, okay? Now, here's what I want. Some, now, here's what, let me be honest with you. We are spiritually lazy. Okay? Because you know what your thing is. You know what you struggle with. And here's what I want you to do. I want you this week to go find a verse that goes along with your struggle and memorize that verse. Now, here's what's going to happen. A lot of y'all won't do that because we're spiritually what? Lazy. And so here you have a, a, an example here. You have an example here. Of if you want to find victory in this area, how did Jesus do it? Oh, he, he, he has scripture that he knows by memory, okay? By memory, he knows. It, you notice he didn't say, hey, Satan, just one second. Let me go get my Old Testament scriptures and let me look this up real quick. He just said it, right? Okay? And here's what I've learned about that, okay? When you're tempted and you know a Bible verse that goes along with your temptation, here's what happens. You're faced with truth, okay? You can't lie to yourself anymore. Because you have the truth of God's word. Now, here's the decision you have to make. Are you going to believe the truth and turn back the other way? Or are you going to look at the truth and just plow through onto sin? You have a choice to make, right? Okay? So that's one thing. 
That's one thing. It's the scripture, okay? So whatever your thing is, go find a verse, and the moment you're tempted in that, say the verse. Say the verse. Say it out loud. Say it to yourself. Whatever. But as soon as you say that, I'm telling you, there is power in God's word. There's power in God's word. Here's what's going on right now in this room. There's Holy Spirit conviction going on right here in in this room. And it's not because of something I said. It's because of who said it. God said it. Right? That's what's going on right now. So God's word is powerful, right? It's powerful when we put it in front of us. So that's one thing. Also, he says, get thee behind me, Satan, right? Resistance. We can resist the devil, okay? Let's look at it. God's word, James 4, 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. What's the next word? Resist who? The devil. And he will what? Flee from you. That is the truth of the scripture, when we're faced with temptation, when we resist the devil, when we say, no, I'm going to believe God and what he said and the truth and the scripture I know, I'm going to take that and I'm going to believe it and I'm going to turn away. Satan has to go. Can I get an amen? amen. All right. So we can resist Satan. Let me help you with this. We've talked about this before. Satan is a defeated foe. He's a defeated foe. So when you give in to temptation, when he is tempting you, when you give in temptation and sin, you are losing to a defeated foe. He is not as strong as he makes himself out to be. Because, oh, this is so great. Thank you, Jesus. All right? Let me help you with this. Here's Here's why you can resist the devil. Because you have something inside of you that is bigger than Satan. And you have the victor in you. You have the one that has victory. Jesus inside of you. You put your faith and trust in Jesus. You have Jesus. So now, with Christ in you, you can look at the devil and say, hit the road, Jack. And guess what he has to do? He has to what? Go. Because of who you have inside of you. And you can stare Satan down eyeball to eyeball and say, look, you're not taking me down today. Not taking me down. Like, that's one thing. I'm going to say this real quick. We need to get some spiritual grit. Like, sometimes we're like, oh. Here's what you need to do. No, Satan, I'm not sinning. No, I'm not giving up. No, I'm not going to be defeated. No, I'm not giving into this. I'm looking you in the eyeballs and saying, no, Satan, you're not getting me today. Can I get an amen? Amen. You got to do that. Now, last verse, last verse, be careful. Be careful, okay? Because there is most areas of temptation you can resist Satan, but there is one area where you need to not resist. You need to do something different, and here it is. 1 Corinthians 6, 18. I want you all to read that, and then I'm going to read it out loud because I want to make sure we understand this, okay? 1 Corinthians 6, 18. Read the first two words for me. Ready? Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. Now, let me explain to you what fornication is, because we don't use that word a lot, okay? And I know we got little kids in here, so just explain it to them, whatever, okay? But here's what this is talking about. You don't need to play around with sexual sin. You don't need to play around with sexual sin. Let me help you with this. Sexual sin is not something you need to resist, It is something you need to run from. When you are tempted in sexual ways, you 
Run as fast as you can. You run to God with all your, and you say, Lord, I cannot do this right now. Please help me, Jesus, please, because this is so hard. You need to run to Jesus in that. Do not try to resist Satan in that one. Do not do that. Because here's the deal, whether we want to admit it or not, that is holding our society hostage right now. Turn on the TV. Walk down the street. Look at a billboard. Turn on some music. There is, uh, it's consumed our entire society. And here's what Satan is doing. Man, they don't even know it's happening, but they are just tempted and sinning and tempting and sinning because here's what we did. We made it okay. When it comes to sexual sin, you run let me help you with this, and we, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this as boldly as I can. Here's the deal: when you're tempted in sexual sin, you better run to Jesus, and you better have somebody you can run to call. And you, and here's the deal, men. I'm going to talk to you, men. Okay, and I don't want to make this weird or anything like that. Okay, but let's be honest, men. This is an area where we face every single day. Can I get an amen? amen. We face it every day. And here's the deal. You need to find you another man where you can call up and say, I'm just being honest with you right now. I'm tempted to do something I should not be doing. Help me. Help me. I'm, t- I'm tired of, of losing a battle. And then when it comes to this, we got to understand, and let, let's be honest, we, we need to understand that, that, that we need to treat sin like it's fire. And guess what? You know what fire do every time? Burn you. Every time. And I'm tired of getting burnt. Can I get an amen? amen. Tired of getting burnt. And we need to look at it and go, you know what? I don't want to go and touch that, that vile, burning, nasty stuff called sin. I want to have victory in that. And I, I know we're all going to be tempted. You're going to be tempted today. You're tempted right now. We're all going to be tempted. And what we got to do is we got to say, you know what? Satan, no more. I'm either, I, first of all, I want to know the truth of the scripture. I'm going to resist you. But man, when it comes to that sexual stuff, I'm going to run. I'm going to run. Well, let's kind of finish this up a little bit, okay? We're about, we're, we're about to go into our, tempta- our, our temptation. That sounded bad. Said it way too much. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Lord. Okay. <laughs> we're about to go into our temptation. But we've got to be really honest with ourselves today. We've got to be really honest with ourselves today. I know you're like, Buchanan, this is a horrible three-year celebration service. <laughs> you know? But, like, this is where we are in Scripture, right, okay? This is where we're going to be, okay? What, what, I mean, we're going we're gonna to eat together. Why do we have to have some kind of special whatever? Let's just preach the Word. Y'all like that? Amen. Okay? Amen. And so here's, here's one. Here's, here's one I, I want us to really, like, be honest with ourselves, to be honest with ourselves. Because there's some decisions that need to be made today. One is, here's what we got to get to the point of. Are you really, are you willing to let go of that sin? Because let's be honest, some of us, we like our sin. Are we really willing to give up that sin? It's because here's what's bad, and I'm I'm trying to to be as as, as real with y'all as I can, is that uh, sin is pleasurable for a season. 
But some of us in here are like, you know what, Buchanan, I'm not giving up that sin. Are you willing to give up that sin today? Okay? Two, are you ready and willing to recognize that you need some help in this area? That you're not going to do it alone? That you need God's help? That you need the help of others? Are you going to recognize that? And then finally, number three, are you willing to take the steps necessary in order to find victory? Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to look at the Scripture? Are you willing to resist? Are you willing to run in order to find victory in these areas? Or, or, let me just be honest with you. Let me be honest with you. Sin is the one thing, and I, I'm not going to say the verse, but here's what I want to help you with this too, is sin does not break relationship. If you, have a per, if you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, sin does not break relationship, but it does break fellowship. It does break fellowship. So if we want to say this, man, I want to get closer to God this year, that's great and wonderful. But maybe the thing is not what you need to start doing, it's what you need to stop doing. You need to get some sin out of your life, okay? Now you're like, Buchanan, you said sin a lot. You said temptation a lot. Man, I don't like that. Here's the deal. I don't want somebody to tickle my ears. And here's what I want to do. Here's what I, want. I don't know about you, but I want to see, like, progress in my spiritual life. I don't want to be the same. And sometimes, here's the deal, certain things we don't talk about all the time is because that may be the one area, the one area that you could, if you, if you could, if you could get a, a, a hold on your temptation and really fo- focus after God and follow after Him and not sin, this could be the one area where if you could get that thing, man, what God could do with you is amazing. And so let's... Let's call it what it is. Let's call it sin. And if there's sin in our lives, let's deal with it. Let's deal with it. Everybody stand. Everybody stand.